I V M. special episode of the Geek Fruit Podcast uh, with me, Tejas, uh, Dinkar, and Abhimanyu. How's hey. it going, guys? Hey. Hey. What's up? Pajamas. Huh? Pajamas is what's up. Pajama party. Nice. Yeah, we are all doing a slumber party. We're a socially <laughs> distant slumber party. We're a physically distant uh, uh, group of people, but we're, we're not socially distant because right now this recording is happening uh, from our home. Uh, Dinkar mm-hmm. is on an iPad and we are mm-hmm. listening to him through a sound card, but he's recording on his end and we're recording on our end. The jig is up. The magic is gone. The jig is out. He's not here for this episode. That's also true. <laughs> That's because uh, the DCAU is not his bag. That's actually, uh, but he has seen a fair few uh, of these movies, which we're going to be talking about. Um mm-hmm. Having said that, yes, I mean, I think uh, we've always done the uh, the catch-ups or the roundups or, or, of all these uh, of these films that come out maybe two, three a year. Uh, yeah, and I'll tell you why. That's mm-hmm. because this is a much delayed, fresh installment of our sub podcast series. What a cartoon! Yeah, hold, we, wait, pause. We yeah, need I'm a, not waiting we need for the audience to finish cheering. Auditorium goes yeah. crazy. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, but yes, we're back with uh, we did a water cartoon a couple of years back. I want to say on the DC animated universe, and uh, now we're back doing a sequel because believe it or not, they kept making movies. They kept it's making not movies. Like they heard an episode and then went, we're done. And apparently, people are into sequels. So here's yeah. one. So, hmm. uh, Dinkar, uh, what are we going to be discussing today uh, on this a- a- edition of Water Cartoon DC AU? And AU, of course, standing for. Uh, animated universe so uh yes. the dc universe uh, has a, a its own like thing going on separate from all the independent from all the movies and the video games etc was spawned a long time ago if we may just give a brief preamble uh started with you know the much acclaimed uh, batman the animated series by paul dini bruce tim and then it kind of went on to spawn uh, a golden age uh of of just amazing animated films uh, which were, you know, just straight out of the, you know, comic books and, and really, really well made. Uh, so we've covered a lot of those uh, movies, which, you know, are a fair, fair number on the previous episode. Uh, but yeah, so what are we going to be covering uh, today, Dinkar? Well, primarily what kind of kicked off the idea of doing this was the fact that a Superman Red Sun came out a scant few weeks ago. Scant, and, uh, yes. Yeah, very scant. Uh, but yeah, and that's always been a very interesting uh, story in the first place. It's It was an Elseworlds feature back in it the day. It is an right? Elseworlds, yes. Yeah, so basically it's about Superman being Russian. What if? What if is, of course, the Marvel version of Elseworlds. Yeah, it, so it that really is the is. question they ask. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, Do you think I, Marvel asks what if and DC says what else? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a if then else situation. <laughs> <laughs> if then else, yes. Um. So I just want to, uh, we're going to be talking about Superman Red Sun. Of course, there's some other films that have also come out. Uh, but first off, I want to ask both of you. Um, uh, okay, let's just start, ask a, a pertinent question, which is, are you guys uh, Superman fans? I am a Superman fan, but uh, I would say he's far from my favorite character. Even in the DC verse, it's obviously Batman, right. primarily. 
and I don't think I'm as big a Superman fan as most people are, but I do think he's had some interesting arcs. Uh, and that actually is one of the reasons I like the the more bizarre Superman stories, uh, like Red Sun or mm-hmm. like uh, or like Speeding Bullets uh, was another Elseworlds they did back in the day where he basically is Batman. So it's mm. like what if uh, Cl- what if Clark Kent was found by well no, what if Kal El was found by Thomas, Thomas and Martha, and Martha Wayne, Wayne, yeah. and yeah, and they name him Bruce and raise him to essentially be Batman. Like, I would seek out those stories more than... Uh, I didn't read a lot of standard Superman, but I would look for the weirder ones because those were more interesting to me. Yeah. What about you, Abhimanyu? Yeah, <clears throat> I am a fan. I mean, growing up, I wasn't as much because I, I thought he was a little one-dimensional. But now as I get older, I'm like, he has so much more going for him. Like, he has that underlying sense of calm, which is like... Yeah. Uh, which. It's it's very underrated because uh, people think of him as a one-dimensional character. And I think early on, like in the Superman animated uh, series, I think that was to his truest form. His truest yeah, form to I what think the that's one of the is. best iterations of Superman we've exactly. ever gotten. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think he's, I mean, apart from the Dachau, the DC. Yeah. <laughs> apart from that, like. Apart from the Dachau. Apart from Dachau. Apart from Dachau. Uh, that's kind of has held up my interest for a Superman. I mean, ob- obviously there's, you know, everything else that has happened since, which, nice. you know, which is not yeah. the greatest. No, I know we've had some bum iterations of Superman, but I will say this. I agree. I think Superman is f***ing awesome. No. Uh, and I think, and I think you're right. I think what you bring up is, is a really solid point that, you know, it's, it's obviously cooler when you're, you know, the sexier of the, of the, you know, of the heroes and the villains are obviously a lot more lauded because they're more, uh, you know, interesting at face value even. And, you know, of course they have depth, but I think, uh, I mean, I think Superman's role gets more and more interesting as time goes by. And I think people fail to see that. I mean, we've brought up this thing uh, that, you know, whatever Captain America is right now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is exactly what Superman does stand for. They've just kind of um, yeah. encapsulated that into that character right now before, you know, DC even could, the movies could uh, have a chance uh, to do that. But I think um, I think Superman is a very layered character because it's harder and harder to be a good, honest man in today's world. And I think he typifies that, you know, that yeah. he's, it's fine. It's hard to be, you know, a good guy and, 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 you know, be rewarded for it in yeah. today's world. Especially when you humanize him, like when Grant Morrison didn't, was it all-star Superman? Where yeah. he basically pretty much got cancer, you know, like that, yeah. <laughs> like that kind where of, he, where he becomes <laughs> Superman the white. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's like, I think one of the greatest like Superman stories out there. Yeah, I, yeah, I think absolutely. there's there are lots of really good Superman stories. Sorry, Dinkar, you were saying. I, I was just going to say that I, uh, All-Star Superman is one of those, I think, uh, which the the movie version, the animated universe version, didn't do as much for me mm. as the story itself did. Just because they tried to condense so many great uh, stories from yeah. the comic book arc yeah, into it's true. like 60 yeah. minutes. It's uh, yeah. my Twel- favorite. 12 12, uh, 12 issues. 12 right? issues, right, yeah, yeah. into like an yeah. hour. <laughs> but but they, I mean, I think they did, what they did with the with the Lex stuff, man, Lex Luthor is is amazing. I mean, he's amazing in Red yeah. Sun as well. Yeah. Uh, but um, but it, it, particularly in, in All-Star and even like, uh, even other issues of just yeah. uh, the fact that Lex's entire mission in, in his entire life is to rid the world of Superman. And then yeah. he kind of, he becomes enlightened towards the end of it, which is, is really cool. I, I just like, I just like how they handle that. Yeah. yeah. But you have a lot of like, 
as you get older, you realize that Lex is, oh, he's actually, you know, he's right. <laughs> like, I, you he, can't trust this, you know, all-encompassing, powerful man of that's steel. That's true, you can't. You know? Like, I'm like, yeah, you yeah. got a point, Lex, you know? <laughs> yeah, you can. You, I, I think that ties in really well to the theme of uh, Superman Red Sun, because like you guys said, yeah. A, it's just really hard to show Superman being fallible a human because he's such an embodiment of good. And it's not easy for him to pull off this like balance essentially, right? Yes. And Red Sun kind of addresses exactly that by putting him in a situation where he can't quite do that. Like he fails basically. He fails and, miserably. Like, Lex's because mission also basically accordingly. <laughs> now, okay, I, I have to I have to establish this though. I think there's a I, I mean Yes, he's he's, a, he's, a, he's kind of a dick in Red Sun. But I think there's a couple of reasons for that. I mean, um, one is obviously he he grows up in, in, the, sto- uh, uh, in wait, the Soviet. Just give us like the, give us the concept sure, of Red yes. Sun before you... I was kind of trying to do that. But I mean, so the, the fact that uh, in this uh, iteration, it starts in the early, uh, maybe 30s, I want to say. 1940s, uh, 50- maybe. Oh, that's 55. Oh, is it post-World War II? I think, I think it so. is actually. Cold yeah. War, right? Oh, it's, it's yes, Cold yes. War. Era, it's Cold right? War. It's Cold War. Yeah. So he starts, uh, yeah, it starts in, uh, well, okay, I mean, like he's born maybe during the World War, uh, the Second World War, and then he grows up in the time of Stalin. And, uh, and, and basically, uh, during the Cold War is obviously a very tense moment for the Soviet Union. And, you know, the USSR is, you know, it's literally got its iron fist over the entire, uh, you know, the United uh, States, inclu- including Ukraine, where he's raised and born, uh, this version of Superman. And it's just, uh, yeah, it just basically asks the questions, what, what would happen if, uh, if the Man of Steel uh, was an agent of the USSR? And it's, um, and it obviously, it, it's like the butterfly, f- butterfly effect, because Superman merely exists there, it kind of essentially changes the world um, irrevocably yeah. from that point. So all the major characters and players in the DC universe are affected in one way or the other. It doesn't happen that all the characters are now Russian, uh, but some of them are because Superman exists and some of them have vastly different lives because Superman doesn't exist in the US. So that's really yeah. kind of what the entire story is. It's, it's three issues. Uh, by Mark Miller, really, really good. And obviously now there's an adaptation, which is a, um animated film. Um, so my first point about this uh, film, and uh, maybe we can just talk about this before we get into a break, but um, I definitely felt there's a distinction between, I mean, they have really tried to make Superman, and he just goes by Superman, by the way, in the whole the whole thing. He doesn't even yeah. use his, yeah. like, Clark or whatever his, uh, his yeah. Russian equivalent name is. He just goes by Superman. He's like, just call me Superman. And, um, and so... Which, uh, the way it's portrayed is that that is what the USSR is forcing him to do, right? He's yeah, not he allowed to, to be... Yeah. Adopt this all-encompassing person. Yeah. So he doesn't have an yeah. alter ego, which is he, the most he's interesting He's basically thing. a servant for the military. Yeah. You know? And then he obviously goes under Stalin's wing. Yeah. And that's where... And, and the, what the interesting thing about... I mean, we'll talk obviously about the differences between the, the comic and the, and the film, but like uh, the thing that I saw in the film, which I thought in the beginning was a bit on the nose, but they obviously have to kind of escalate uh, the fact that he's what he considers to be a very moral person who's trying to uplift the state and, you know, help everybody uh, get out of poverty and, you know, uh, build mm-hmm. an entire state out of it. Uh, but they kind of really 
amp up the the villain aspect of him and the 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 yeah the the menacing kind of thing that the that he's going to rule this entire government by an, with an iron hand and i i don't want to spoil uh the film uh but there are things that he does in the in the film that he doesn't do in the comics and uh and i think they had to do that because they needed to do this in a 90 minute or even less Yeah. uh kind of film yeah. so especially you know circumstances surrounding stalin and stuff like that uh but eventually he becomes the you know the the head of the state what do you guys think of his uh what did you think of of clark kent and his accent i just thought that was really funny oh but well, the great, first yeah. thing i noticed was did you feel like his russian accent was significantly lighter than the other russian accents yeah, like you'd sure. have him talking to uh like svetlana who'd be like What are you doing? And then he'd be like, "Well, what I am doing is." Yeah. It had to be lighter. slightly lighter. I don't know if yeah. it's because it's Jason Isaacs who's doing the yeah. the voice, or if it's because he's the principal character. We all got to understand him absolutely clearly. <laughs> But Probably, man, yeah. his his suit looks so good. Like the color that they've gone it's awesome. for, it's so cool. Yeah, the yeah. black and red. Yeah, so cool. Very cool. Yeah. So I mean, cool. we've always liked the black suit Superman. Uh, even in uh, Death of Superman and Reign of Superman and all that stuff, looks really, really good. Russia's graphic design sensibility has always oh, been on point. Oh, so on point. So on even point. Even Nazi Germany. I mean. Yeah, yeah. All, all the US had is uh, the. Is the the poster of that lady in the factory and the Uncle Sam poster? Yeah, and Uncle Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But these guys are obviously on point. So, what did you guys think of uh, of Superman's like uh, ramp up to being the head of the state and like what his uh, intentions are for his own people and how that kind of changes over the the long timeline of this film? Uh, I feel like, well. I think the allegory that uh, Red Sun was trying to draw, uh, both in the comic version and what I think they did in this movie, was kind of amp it up a lot more. Uh, uh, the idea, the ideology that communism kind of started with all these ideals of uh, being for the greater common good yep. and so on, but the people in power get corrupted by power, and therefore you turn into a failed state. Uh, which yeah, is glad they don't have that power problem anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now the world is fine. Thank God we defeated communism. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but what I I feel like what they did in this movie is take that same original idea of Red Sun and then like turn it up by like to eleven. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure they really felt. I really it was it an eight. Like this one it's an eleven. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Superman was really trying to project his ideals to the rest of the world, even though. From his point of view, he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm doing the right thing. The whole world needs to, you know, yeah. have this type of uh, learning and a way to live." But ultimately, he realizes that you know this is not you know, let humanity be humanity at the end of the day, and not have a totalitarian. I can't say this word. Like a totalitarian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I don't know. You know, my my thing about this film is that you know. If you're comparing this Superman to the old school, like golden age, uh, Superman, which is you know, this truth, justice, and the American way, which is this fully jingoistic, you know, all American, you know, savior, mm. then that juxtaposes that original idea really, really well. And Mark Miller has kind of gone on to say that you know, uh, I, that he wrote, he started having this idea when he was a like a child, like Teenager, essentially, yeah, yeah, when yeah, he was yeah, a kid, yeah, yeah. and then he kind of just built it up. So I think. The the even the 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 comics that he grew up reading of Superman and even some of I'd say it kind of reached us till maybe the eighties nineties that kind of Superman was still this very stoic very infallible Superman which was just like you know like um uh, what was that guy's name Major Justice in the Dexter's Lab cartoons this very this <laughs> right, um, yeah 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 very um. 
like satire, satirical version of like this uh, all-American hero. Mm. I think just juxtaposing that, obviously this has a lot more nuance, but it feels like that's the opposite. This this movie is the opposite of that version of Superman, not the Superman that we have currently, which is far more nuanced, yeah. has a little more depth, but, I think. Also on a, yeah. on a wider level, and I don't know if this is an opportune moment to bring this up, but like in interviews, Mark Miller has said that he's like a cash grab kind of guy. Like he's looking for that edge in every oh, story. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like he's, ad- <laughs> he's admitted it. So now viewing it from that lens, it's like, oh, how do I make Superman? You know, how, how do I, you know, get as many people to read this comic is to do this. Well, yeah, this and comic uh, only came out like, what, like yeah. seven years ago? 2003? Really? Oh, 2003. I, I feel like so. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, sorry, more, than, more like 17 years ago. years ago. All right. Yeah. So, okay, cool. And so that I- inflicts in his other work, like Kick-Ass and Wanted. Like, he, yeah. he's kind of known to just get... I mean, it's not bums and seats, but, you know, get as many sticky fingers turning the pages, I guess. True. Yeah. Uh, weren't you saying he wrote it when he was much younger, though? Like, maybe before Well, he came up with the idea when he was a lot younger. Okay. Hmm. Cool. Okay, interesting. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a break. All right. We'll come back, talk about this movie a little bit more. And uh, let's also run through what else has come out in the DCAU since we last caught up. Hey, we're back. We're talking about uh, Superman Red Sun from the DC Animated Universe and uh, other films that have come out in the recent past. Uh, so um, any other May thoughts on... May I just on, say, uh, before we continue, Sun, yeah. what has mm-hmm. always amazed me about Red Sun right from the time I first heard the concept is the play on like USSR being a red state and him being the red sun and Amazing. like the red sun yeah. of the kryptonite in this universe. Man, of yep. course. so good. I mean, a, a brilliant ti- a title. Yes, the trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's almost like yeah, he man, came up a- with the title and went, I have to write the story now. It's just too good. Yeah. Now let me work backwards on this. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I mean, these are arguably the two most, you know, populist, like popular regimes in the last hundred years. Uh, I'm sure they could have <laughs> worked a title out of it. Uh, but... Um, um, I mean, we could have a, a a flash in the USSR, like a back in the USSR. That would be nice. Um, having <laughs> nice. said that, there's not many. Uh, they kind of had to reduce the number of cameos from other DC. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, heroes and villains in, yeah. in this. Uh, but uh, obviously, one person you cannot make a DC animated movie without clearly is uh, mm-hmm. is the Dark Knight. Batman. The Batman. <laughs> okay, first of all, the Roger Tech Smith. Uh, voices uh, Batman in this. Uh, the last time he mm-hmm. did it, I think, was for Batman Arkham Knight. So awesome to have him back. Um, mm-hmm. He's an amazing vo- uh, voice actor. Uh, and uh, I just want to say, Batman, even in Russia, still f***ing amazing. <laughs> there's, there's, this YouTube comment. there's this YouTube comment on this trailer, right? And it says, uh, mm-hmm. all right, guys, how do we make Batman more dangerous? Someone way in the back. Make him Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Another Seriously, com- another comment. Seeing Batman smile is scary AF. Man, that's what I that when he smiled reminds me so much of uh, of Thomas Wayne. It's more like a Thomas Wayne version of of Batman. Mm. Um, especially like the Flashpoint yeah. kind of uh, Batman, which is yeah. like this guy is a this guy's he's just a fucking like terrorist. Terrorist, man. Yeah. yeah. Just a he's I mean a straight up terrorist. Yeah, he's yeah, a suicide yeah. straight up terrorist. <laughs> Yeah, it reminded me a lot of like he's like a, he's more like V in V for Vendetta than he is uh, yeah. a Batman who's kind of fighting and crime. He's like 
crime is no longer a problem when the entire state is a crime right now so i got to solve that first mm-hmm. yeah and obviously his means are absolutely extreme and radical but man it's uh it's got a it, it it needs one man like him to 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 make a statement yeah. and uh, in the comics what's well, really cool is that it reminds me also a lot of anti-communist he's a he's a billionaire yeah <laughs> that's true there's actually a really good line in the in the comic i think um i think so is he Diana socialist is he socialist in this film no i mean Tana? yeah he is but he's, he's against the communist he's just, I, I he's just, he's against, just against anti-communist the, He's anti-communist, yeah. yeah, and he's against the regime. Okay. Uh, that's basic. But there's a good uh, quote in the in the book which uh, Diana says. I th- oh no, not Diana. I think uh, there's another character in the in the books which is not there, which is uh, the son of Stalin, uh, who is one of the principal characters. And he says, "Superman, you're basically the you're the most anti-Marxist thing I've ever seen because you're proof that all men were not created equal." <laughs> so I was just like, <laughs> "That's that's dope." So um, yeah, Batman is uh, is a badass in this, and he has. He has basically one issue which is to himself and what's really really cool is that uh because this uh you know series spans a long timeline uh Batman's kind of reign and effects are seen you know like even by like the people like uh, of the the you know the the impoverished and and just the the people who are um under this regime have like put up mm-hmm. like spray paint kind of little logos of batman and uh, they're just like sons of it remind me a lot of sons of batman from uh, dark knight returns but it was pretty cool yeah. that batman's uh, effect and legacy is always going to be long lasting wherever you put him in the world he's still going to be a dude yeah i'll figure it out yeah a lot of hockey pads a lot of hockey pads and an ushanka i love it <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, any just, other final thoughts? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I was going to ask you, what do you think of the changes they made between the comic and the movie, though, overall? Like, without spoiling it, I guess? Yeah, so without In, spoiling it, yeah. um, the mm, ending... Hard to address, right? Well, what did you prefer, the, let's say? I, I actually I prefer, prefer the, comic. the... Yeah, I prefer the tone of the comic because it's not so mm-hmm. overstated, like, especially his, like, villainy yeah. and, you know, his whole empire... uh but i did like the the lex luthor actually i like both of the lex luthors incidentally dedrick baker who plays lex luthor in this is actually the voice of batman in batman the brave yeah. and the bold so uh, he's, but he's born a batman voice him yeah. <laughs> will arnett these guys were meant to play batman yeah absolutely yeah exactly his voice is just batman voice anyway um but having said that yeah i th- i think i like the 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 interpretation of lex in the comics is that this guy is like a maniac essentially and he has a very quick turn towards the end of the 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 movie and the comic end the same way uh but there's a very quick turn around in his you know in his character in the comic but in the movie i think they see that in a little bit better um even though they show that he's he's probably the most uh three dimensional character in in the entire thing because he he's shown as a very That's cruel true. man especially when he creates this bizarro superman to kind of fight the you know the the red sun superman and um and he's shown as a very cruel kind of tyrant where he doesn't really care about the feelings and actually that's okay we can talk about this change because it's not really a spoiler it happens in the in the first um you know half of the film uh but yeah. basically when lex creates this bizarro superman to to combat the the real superman um in the movie um 
you know, he really cranks it up and he makes Superman, like he overpowers Superman, his bizarro Superman to try and beat the real Superman. And he ends up like just debilitating him. And it's a very cruel act that he kind of performs that he's like, oh, we're cranking it with more power, more power, this Frankensteinian kind of thing. Uh, But in the comic, there's a really, really cool version of that, which is the Superman in that uh, and is fighting, you know, the real Superman. And uh, they find out that this is just a distraction that he's created for Superman. Meanwhile, they're sending like nukes to kind of blow up, you know, um, you know, uh, Moscow and stuff like that. And both of the Supermen look at each other and because they're in their heart of hearts, like Mm. core good people, they both have to decide who's going to go to stop this thing. And with a moment, without a moment's hesitation, the bizarre Superman freezes the red sun Superman. And he goes and he like, so cool. That is one of the best scenes in the whole (laughs) book. Yeah. Isn't it really really weird that they changed that of all things, especially to basically make a more cartoony villain out of Lex Luthor when, like maybe they were trying to emphasize that arc of his, where he goes from being pretty much straight up, uh, like a capitalist jerk to, kind of decent yeah i think uh, it's good because you see a change in in him over the years because again like this spans such a long period of time that he is he does grow he does become like a lot better but um, i will say uh, that but yeah i did i appreciate, I appreciate that comic. that change kind of makes sense at a story level but i think the yeah, problem that's what they did it, for the animated movies is man the problem that these the dcau always runs into is they do like 70 75 minute movies and things can get really cramped into it. So in this one, yeah. it's like around minute 25, you're seeing him be straight up a jerk. Minute 40, he's fine. And that's that, ju- that yeah, just feels true. a lot it's more true. hurried because they don't have the luxury of time to flesh it out. Yeah, they probably should have done it like a part one, part two. Yeah, like, they could yeah, have. They like, should have. They should have done that, actually. Yeah, or like three 40-minute like, things for yeah. each issue. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I did kind of appreciate uh, as a change in the comics is that in the comic, uh, uh, both Lois and Diana have like uh, our love interests for, for Superman. Yeah, They both kind of want to be with him. And I think the best change they make is to Diana's character where she kind of implies early on when they first meet, she's like, I'm from an island full of women. Do you think I'm actually interested in men? Basically implying that she's a lesbian and, you know, she doesn't yeah. really need that. And that kind of immediately, you know, like discards that 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 whole section of her arc and makes it so much better because yeah. when it comes to this whole um, important fight scene between Batman yeah. and Superman and Wonder Woman is like in the middle, she has that one really, really good moment where she's like, I sh- my mother was right. <laughs> I should never yeah. listen to men. Yeah. I, sh- I tried to trust you guys, but you guys don't know what the f*** you're doing. And that yeah. is the, that's, I probably, that's probably the best change yeah. they made. At that point, I think movie, she exactly. realized that Superman is ultimately selfish right yeah when it comes to yeah. his actions yeah and which is not as and much she suffers the, the consequences yeah she because, suffers a co- without because, spoiling anything <laughs> and actually it's, it's true because in the comics superman asks diana to make this huge sacrifice yeah. uh with the whole lasso and stuff yeah. Yeah. but in the movie she does it on her she own thinking that you know yeah, yeah thinking that you know this is what's going to yeah. change but she has to she has no choice yeah. what i think is really good in this movie is uh, this foreshadowing that they do at one point where uh, i i forget where but it's fairly early on when superman is still kind of very idealistic and uh, and diana like just comes out of something and she's just like men and uh, superman goes <laughs> like not all men and i'm like there not you all know men. he's oh, going to yeah. turn into a jerk you you <laughs> that's you foreshadowing. have a lot of that kind of that um 
tone yeah, in slightly, this film. It's, yeah, it's slightly a lot more... Slightly anachronistic, like hinting at, whoa, won't the world be different in 2020? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've also kind of made some other kind of like changes to, uh, you know, to the from the original where Jimmy Olsen is, is black now and mm-hmm. it kind of becomes important later on because... Uh, I mean, well, I don't know. Spoiler? It's a spoiler, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, you know, in the original, Jimmy Olsen is still white and things like that. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. This is the second time Jimmy Olsen is 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 now black because uh, they've done it in, uh, Supergirl. in Supergirl as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there he's, he's a hot. A, he's a he's a hot a hot guy, dude. In that he's a he's Jimmy Olsen is suddenly like fly. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, so that's uh, Superman Red Sun. Let's just take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about uh, some of the other films that have come out in the last year. Hey, guys, we're back. We're talking about other DC animated films that have come out. Um, so there have been a, a fair few films that have uh, come out since the last time we did an episode of this nature. Uh, there is... Haven't they been churning them out, especially of late? I think uh, they've just got a good, you know, workflow in place right yeah. now. Um, and since they are, uh, they've made this like part of their, like, it's it. they're not treating this like, um, you know, they're not treating it like we have... Uh, to decide what we're going to make next. This is just part of their thing that we make adaptations of our comic book runs. Uh, what's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? So um, I think that because you can tell that the animation and the art style is fairly consistent-ish mm-hmm. across yeah. all of these. I think they change it a little bit when it comes to like these Elseworld uh, styles. But if you like look Batman at Ninja. Hush, which is a movie... Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. But Hush, a movie that came out, um, uh, I think last year, which mm-hmm. is obviously based on the comic book of the same name, which is an amazing uh, comic. Everyone should read it. Uh, one of the you know seminal Batman uh, arcs, and and you know uh, what they did that is adapted into their own DC uh, like New Fifty Two kind of continuity. So yeah. it's the same actor who's been playing. Um, uh, what do you call it? A Batman from the from the previous uh, Batman movies, like Son of Batman, etc. And uh, but they've just incorporated that hush storyline uh, into the ongoing, you know, run. So it, it, I think uh, I think they already know what they're doing. They're just going ahead with this uh, this format. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about hush because I have so many thoughts. Oh my god. Uh, well, what are your thoughts, straight off? Because I was not the biggest fan. I thought it was okay. Oh my god! Honestly, I, I was so yeah. disappointed. I was so yeah. disappointed. I mean, oh, yeah. like reading the I, I comic, like it. like the comic is so visually. Strike. Yeah, I, I thought know, it was very... That was the biggest issue, honestly. And I yeah. mean, this is again a movie where they change stuff around. I, do you think they do that just because they know they're talking to a fan base who already knows the story really I th- well? I, I think yeah. so, for sure. But man, first of all, you're right. The, Jim Lee, who is, I think, one of the best like uh, artists around for Batman, right? Like he's made some iconic like Batman looks, you know, with the whole blue and gray suit. He took the Neil Adams art and he made it contemporary and like awesome. And Bruce Wayne, the, you know, even just the, the writing of Bruce Wayne and Catwoman and all of that is really, really great in that run. Even though it's now been a, yeah. a few years, like it's been almost more than a decade. Um, yeah. So, um, so one, yeah, of course I was missing the art style secondly they made a glaring change to the comic book which was absolutely devastating to watch on screen i think we were initially pretty disappointed because jim lee did uh, you know set such a president when it comes to you know a certain design mm-hmm. language which everyone thought was just 
fucking awesome. So when it came to the actual film, uh, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty bland. <laughs> like, I mean, everyone expected a lot more. I think that's what the general consensus. Yeah, definitely. And man, they, they changed the ending, not yeah. to make it better, but to just like turn it into the most like, I don't know, lazy ending. They could they could have just stuck with the you know original comic. It would have been so much better. But we can't no talk shame. about that change without spoiling it. But uh, have you guys seen these other uh, DCAU movies that have come out since our last installment? Death of Superman, Reign of the Superman, yeah. Wonder Woman, Bloodlines. Because I've only seen Hush and Red no, Sun. No, so we've seen we've seen both of them. Um, Death of Superman and and Reign of Superman. Actually, I didn't think it was terrible. It was fine. I think it was better than Hush. That's for sure. I mean, the original comic is pretty much just like. Doomsday punches Superman to death and that's it. Yeah, so that's with true. Reign of Superman, I wasn't that excited because, I mean, Doomsday had come out, I think, 2006. And I think the general, you know, vibe was that <clears throat> I think when Superman died in the comics, I think in the 90s, it was pretty, it was like a historic event, you know, all these newspapers were publishing yeah. and, you know, it was like, you know, just the talk of the town. But I think what's <laughs> happened now is those kids reading this comics have basically grown up and yeah. I guess, you know, they have their own version of that story. Uh, but yeah, it just didn't, it didn't hit home for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the fight sequences were 10 pages of punching. Obviously fucking awesome. <laughs> and you can't go wrong in that department. I don't know, man. Like, uh, I, but yeah, I think it was a little, a little too long and we've seen it all before. That's true. We ha- I mean, yeah, there is another version of this movie that came out. But I don't know, man, like, I actually really am a big fan of Steel. And, you know, we got to see all of those different versions of Superman, Superboy Prime, who kind of uh, are trying to fill the place of, uh, of, of Superman. And I don't know, I, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was. So there's okay. this comic, which is White Knight, which is not Elseworlds, but it, it could be. Uh, basically, what happens is hmm. uh, the Joker... Take some crazy pills, but those pills actually make him completely sane. He's not crazy anymore. So he gets locked up. Uh, and what he does is he pretty much <clears throat> learns, you know, how to get out of prison through education. He becomes a lawyer. And eventually he uh, pretty much becomes like a, a commissioner of types in Gotham. And like the people love him. And his, his main task is to basically take down Batman through the law, which is just like cool. I've not read anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's on the same level of like, you know, Court of Owls, which I think they should also make into uh, DCAU. They, they have made it. In they the have? Movie. They made Court of Owls? Yes. Are you sure? Yes, we've seen it together. Okay, I haven't seen it. <laughs> no, you have. You totally have. If we're re- recommending stuff, I will. So I just finished uh, the Harley Quinn series a few uh, days ago. And I've talked about it before, but I will plug it again because, man, that show surprises me with how good it is. The first few episodes, I was like, this is not bad. By the end of it, it's just really, really good. So you should definitely check that out. All right. that uh, With that, we come to the end of uh, this edition of uh, the Geek Fruit Podcast. If you guys uh, like anything that you've heard and you want to comment or say something about all the DC animated movies, um, just uh, write to us. Contact geekfruit at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on all social media at... Uh, Geek Fruit HQ and uh, yes we shall see you guys later bye everybody thanks see you soon